Please listen carefully. And like Sorry. I just like Is it what end is it coming out of? Because I'm confused. Both. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> What's up, sisters? Welcome back to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. I'm Christina. I'm Natasha. And I'm Stephanie. And today's episode is a little bit different. You know when we start off our episodes, sometimes we have a little chatter, a little chit-chat. We just like, here's a question, let's talk about some stuff before we roll right into our theme. I feel like this whole episode is that. It's just that idea. Yeah. Yeah. February has been a weird month. We are all tired. We <laughs> delayed recording this to a very late moment. Uh, and we're just going to talk about the various ways that, quite frankly, we've been devolving through the month of February and what we're watching and reading that are contributing to this devolution of ourselves as people. I can't wait to be done this recording. Also, I'd like to add that we're recording this on a Friday, so you know it's already going to be 50% less quality than it normally is because I'm tired. We literally have proven that we cannot record on weeknights. Like, we have to record on weekends and genuinely, like, at the top of the day when we're fresh-faced, when we still have some joy, some hope. We haven't yet been bogged down by the issues of the day. Like, we are at our peak around i say like the 12 to 2 area because that also captures the fact that nat needs a little bit more time to get to her peak than me and steph do which is a little bit earlier in the day and that's Uh, nat's own words excuse me i peak early in the day i just like to sleep i like to like gradually wake up like i don't who does get out of bed i don't get out of bed before 11 30 like who who (laughs) Listen, I agree with you, but it was your own words when I scheduled something at 11 that you were like, I will not be aware. I need it to be later in the day. And then we recorded at 11 and you were correct. (laughs) But then we record at 6 p.m. and I'm falling apart. (laughs) I've had a whole day of talking. That's what my life is. I don't need to do it more. I think, I don't know. I think we're fine when we're tired. I think uh, the pressures of having to do the pod... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> creates gems is it pressure i'm just this close to a mental breakdown in my personal professional and everyday life that's where i'm at mental that's why we're here today because <laughs> should i just go into my topic because it's if it's the line okay let's all roll well, up it's fucked up february guys let's go yeah, yeah. do you, so we okay I don't remember if I we talked about in this last episode, but I was talking about a Corns of Thorns and Roses series by Sarah J. Mass. I think it got cut out because I was like, oh, no, I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to say that I was reading this. Okay, so there was a brief, brief touch that I was talking about. But guess what, guess what I did in February? I read the fourth book, A Court of Silver Flames, like the basic bitch that I am. And yeah, Christina's judging me real hard. I can see it in your eyes. Oh, guys, 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 guys. We like we know Sarah J. Mass isn't good, and yet here I am being like, no, I need to, I need to read this because it was an enemies to lovers, and it was literally, <laughs> it they she laid the groundwork in book two, and I'm a loser. That's like I need to know what happened. So you're like fully embracing your whiteness here, like the basic. <sighs> <laughs> a loser yeah. is the correct term. I'm. Did I say I was a winner? I never said that I was. <laughs> no one's a winner. And and be, and of course, the book is about 
the bitch sister and Nesta, and I say bitch with my with that with a love towards her. Lovingly. Yeah, I love her. Nesta Archeron and Cassian. <laughs> and they get together. Literally could not care about the plot. I only cared about the relationship between them and how they got together. Um, was it good? I have to I have to ask myself this. I gave it a three. <laughs> good reading classic steph, classic steph rating that's a good that's, rating for steph yeah, that's really high steph constantly is saying three is good three is like I, well i read it so i have to give it at least a three i read i read uh, the 700 <laughs> that is that is false what is this rating scale oh well i sat there and i watched the show so i guess it was at least a 70 percent i i read 700 i'm looking at 768 pages disgusting <sighs> I'm mad I mean, at myself. Just, just for that, that should be only a two. Did it need like to it be takes... 785 yeah, like, pages? Do you like... need 700 no, pages to like talk don't. about fairy deck, basically? It's okay, guys. I So, yes, this was steamy. The steamiest one yet. That's what everyone was saying. So much seed. And I'm talking semen. Was mentioned <laughs> in every sex scene. Dripping out of her. Oh. I love to see. I love to see myself on you. I love to taste you. What else did you? What did she say? I loved. I loved you. Wait, hold on. Fucking my face, and I'm just like, what? What am I? What's happened to me that this is where I'm at? That I'm like, okay, it's fine. Like, doesn't even face me anymore. I what? What happened to me? Doesn't even. Cl- I'm like, that's not weird. Only when I read it back, I'm like, oh, I guess that could be something. A little gross but nope didn't even phase me and guess what i wasn't mad that they got together i am only mad that they're so mean to her this girl literally has pts she was in a war she got her whole body was changed into a fairy against her PTSD. what did i say pts pts p she got she got ptsd she was just in a war um her father was killed in front of her then Previously, like, months before, her body was completely changed into a whole other species. Wait, hold on. Is that the main character or the side character in this book? No, this like, is the main, uh, like, the main character of this She book. wasn't, so in the original series, she wasn't the main character, but that's in what this I, book. That's it's her what I, sister. Yeah. It's her sister. So it's her the sister first three who was books, an asshole in the first book, though. But yeah, is it clear. the character you're talking about was a fucking bitch to the main character in the first book, right? Yeah. Yeah, but, like, looking back, I'm like, actually, no, <laughs> it's fine. But, yeah like we get it we get it the traumatic childhood (laughs) yeah so okay so that's happening so what did i say ptsd body change her father gets killed in front of her so the way that she decides to cope is to get drunk and like hook up with people and i'm like why is that so bad because then you have her perfect sister elaine who literally useless she's so useless that all she does is garden and they're like what she also I should mention the previous book. She sat in a bed for like th- months and months and months. And they're like, oh, it's fine. She's fine. And then now she, what is she? She doesn't do shit either. She, she gardens all day wait, and they're mad that. About- oh, lame. I can't wait for the next book in the series to come out. The main character to be this character you're saying does nothing. And then for you to suddenly. Well, I'm going to have to bend her. Will it make sense? <sighs> also, arguably the most well-adjusted. She's just gardening. She's minding her own business. She's not getting involved in like. Here's, what... But here's why I'm mad. What is Elaine contributing to society? Nothing. What is Nesta contributing to society? Nothing. And yet, just because the other one is doing okay. drinking is like, let her live her Steph, life. What, what's a, Steph, what society are we talking about here? <laughs> the fake society of this world. 
I, for everyone else in the audience that didn't read these books, despite people telling them to read them, which I now take offense that y'all thought I, I should read these books. I'd like to say, I also have no idea what the fuck is going on. So you and me, audience, same boat. Like, I get what's going on, but even I'm a little confused. And you read what that. What are you confused about? <laughs> I, what happened? Like, what was the point of this book? I thought the war was over in the last book. It is. And it's literally just, they're pissed. <laughs> So, like, what was this book about? What was the plot? What is the plot? The plot. The plot. <laughs> like, is Ugh. it is it just, like, character-driven? Is this just, like... Okay, there's two <laughs> plots. One that I don't know, and the other one is that, like I said, Nesta is going through some shit right now. She's a little depressed. She's a little lost, whatever. So the way that they're like, we're going to fix this is that you're going to go train with Cassian and become, like, learn how to defend yourself. And that's the, the plot, so so they give her a purpose <laughs> to go fight and she works in a library and so she works in a library Sorry. basically it's, it's the best job she works in a library she works out in the morning and then she, she reads romance books at night what's not to love isn't I mean, that just like, the life of somebody who is a librarian right now yeah yeah <laughs> like maybe maybe this librarian had like a traumatic event where she was like mugged or something so she takes some like self-defense this is all it sounds like to me Maybe there's this is so Sarah J. Mass's, like she loves life. a tra- she loves a traumatized woman because guess who guess who works in the library all women that had like violence against them in some way. <laughs> yes. Sorry, what? Is yes. this the rule? So they don't leave the library because they're afraid of like the world. So they work in this oh, okay. library. So I yeah, like they again. just like pick up that like they pick up that library degree really easily, right? <laughs> their assistant i don't know again I, like i did that i didn't care about that i cared about <laughs> them getting together I just, i'm like i'm concerned partially like has anybody checked in on sarah j mass like what's going on with her what's uh she's making she's money <laughs> is she she's doing okay you know is what this, like this, is this her therapy like what's uh she's fantasizing about threesomes because that was fantasized about she's reading a lot of romance books she is working out more she's going on hikes she, she's learning about literally meditation these are all the things i know that she's thinking about from reading this book and i am 100 percent confident in these assumptions and to conclude do we even do i even have anything else to say oh did we, did we talked about a teeth blowjob last time i don't know if that made it in but yeah a teeth blowjob oh it did it's in the intro <laughs> so that happened and i was like okay sure fine what else went on nothing to oh dancing she likes to dance it's just like too much for me but i finished it so what does that say about me i don't know i like think you basically read an 800 page romance with a lot of filler i literally yeah. skipped the i skipped the plot points because i didn't care <laughs> I just want the- <laughs> so staff devolving with sarah j mass um yes a clear devolution because i remember when we met oh <gasps> Five-ish, five-ish years ago now at this point. A little less, somewhere around then. Who knows? Who, I mean, it, it did feels start like a... it's been 90 years. Yeah, it has. Um, a little while after I met, you both were pushing on me. You have to read the first. I don't think I would quarter. do that to you. I mean, you did. You, did. <laughs> you definitely did. You know how because, I know that? Because I started reading the first listen, one and I was like, wow, listen. y'all did this? But the and second like, one was better than the first one. But then the third one wasn't didn't make remember, it worth it at all. This is like, I'm pretty sure this is how we bonded too. Because like you were trying to push the first one on me, but I had already read it. And then we're like, oh my God, so excited for the second. And then when it came out early, we both read it. And then we're like talking about it. And I was like, this is a, this is our moment. This is how we become friends and now i'm thinking about that and i'm like wow 
And that was the moment where I read the first one. I was like, y'all sold me that this was good. And then when I reached out, you were guys like, you were like, no, no, you have to read the first one so you can read the second one because the second one is actually the one that's good. And I was like, this book is 600 pages. Why would I read the first? And then because even the third one, you were like, at that point, it had just come out or it was coming out. And you were like, the third one's not very good. Well, I, I, just, I, I don't think we know. I don't think we knew what to do with like something that had been initially marketed as YA with like so much sex. You know mm. what I mean? And yeah. like she had just she had just gotten like further into like her Throne of Glass series and it had gotten like really, really sexy, like compared to like the beginning of because the beginning of Throne of Glass was not at all. Like, it was just, like, it was regular YA. And then, like, somehow somebody was like, you know what? We're not going to edit this shit out. Go for it. And I th- I feel like we all lost our minds at that point. Seed everywhere. Um, And mm-hmm. then I'm just going to just just uh people, the, the TikTokers, the book talkers are, like, really in a fuss right now. Because it's been set up that Asriel and Elaine are going to get together. But then they introduced a new character. Her name is Gwen. And guess what, guys? Gwen and Zeriel are going to be together. Okay? That's what's going to happen. I don't know why you're pretending otherwise that it's not, but it's going to happen. And Elaine and Lucian Lucian are going to get together. Those are my my predictions. Um, Follow me back in three years when the next one comes out. (laughs) And... Would I would I tell you to read this? Mm, yeah, I would. You know what? Yeah. Wow! Wow! <laughs> Eight hundred pages. Her devolution is complete. I'm. <laughs> I'm back to. Wait, she didn't. She didn't even come out when I was a teen. Sarah J. Mass came out when I was in university. You were an adult, yeah. my friend. <laughs> Anywho, that's it. That's all I gotta say. I mean, like speaking of horny things. Uh... <laughs> excellent that's it is it is the february is the month of love you know it is yeah um i came across this anime like probably i think i feel like it was january netflix put up the first season it's called b stars i think it's pronounced b stars beasters i don't know whatever who cares somebody i don't know Not who us. it was some crazy person <laughs> was like you're gonna you're gonna love this show it's so good so i'm like you know what i'm gonna watch it i ended up watching b stars and i was like oh this is an anime based in like a high i think it's like a like it's kind of like a japanese high school but it's like an academy almost the animation beautiful all these high school students they're actually animals (laughs) and they're divided into two groups there's carnivores and there's herbivores and do they look like animals or do they look like humans? yes yeah like they've got like human bodies but then the face of an animal and so like automatically i'm like this so is a arthur. joke it's arthur <laughs> it's it's kind of like it's adult arthur is what it is and so like i'm watching this like okay <laughs> where are we going with this and like it stars this lone wolf gray wolf lagoshi and he's like this timid shy character who has like he's part of the drama club he does the lighting he's not a main character he's ginormous he struggles with his carnivorism <laughs> is what you just got like he doesn't like he's always tempted by the prey animals you know Mm -hmm. and so then you get this like vibe that like oh people are really like torn in this high school like some of them are like natural carnivores so they kind of want to eat the other students and i'm like oh okay this is where are we going with this the show opens (laughs) with a llama student literally getting torn apart and eaten and i was like oh 
oh this is graphic like this is gross and i'm like okay i'm i'm intrigued let me watch I'm gonna this continue. <laughs> let me continue and like i was already getting like zootopia vibes which like people have gone a little crazy with zootopia in like the adult world so i was like let's i wonder where this is gonna take it no no this this anime does not pretend that it's not horny it does not pretend nope there's like there are scenes there, okay, so one of the main characters is a rabbit. He's in love with a rabbit, by the way. And it's, like, frowned upon because, like, why would you why, why would you fall in love outside of your own species, first this of all? This rabbit looks like a child. Okay, here's the thing, though. They show her in, like, her, like, negligee at some point, And I was just oh, like... Oh, yeah, I'm looking at it. Yeah, like, I was like, excuse me, what is this show? What the fuck are you watching? Uh, Yeah, so I'm like, okay, this is, like, an intriguing story. I didn't know about the horny part until, like, halfway through. Like, I was just like, oh, okay, like, there's, like, some dynamics. They're trying to figure out who murdered this student. They're having, like, they're all, like, segregating based on, like, carnivorism versus herbivores or whatever. This entire high school, I don't know really what the point is and what they're doing, but it's, like, a society where they're, like, one person from this high school gets chosen as the b star at the end and they like i don't know what that means like i don't it hasn't explained anything i don't know anything about the plot all i know is that this is the horniest anime i've ever seen in my life do they bone down because i'm see there's one yes yes (laughs) he's literally biting her arm like a fucking chicken bone oh no that's earlier when he like bites her by accident he can't control his carnivore instincts but like i just looked up some images of this this is i'm what? Why are they Girl. in bed together? <laughs> she, but why is she's a child? Uh, this is so uncomfortable. Is, how do you think? How do you think my devolution has been going? I was they just give like, her huge <laughs> boobs. She's literally this big. Yeah, she's tiny compared yeah, to him. That's exactly. As fuck. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, so first of all, they haven't. I'm on season two, by the way. That I started watching season two this this month because i was like i can't stop i can't stop now <laughs> keep going they don't actually bone down yet by the way so we don't know Can the logistics. Sound so disappointed <laughs> no no because <laughs> the funny part is is when people find out that they like spent time together his friends are like so how did it work like how did you fit exactly does she have a vagina she's a rabbit <laughs> yes okay so in the first season you find out that like somebody like one of the other rabbits doesn't like her it's like a <laughs> the other sexy popular rabbit or whatever really hates her because she like everybody really likes helping her because she seems so helpless she's the tiny little white rabbit whatever and the other rabbit hates her so she calls her like a slut (laughs) and so all all the other students are like against her whatever and she's like ostracized and like she works in the gardening club she's useless like your friend elaine (laughs) (laughs) she works in the gardening club and like like the secret thing for all the guys is that they ask her if she wants help gardening in the or like if she needs help in the gardening shed and that's where she fucks everybody basically (gasps) she does she does it's like a thing it's oh guys (laughs) but do they make the joke that you need seed for your garden Steph looks way too proud of herself. <laughs> and no one got that joke. Oh, like, oh, no, no. We got it. But we did we, not laugh. We Let's be clear. It fit the theme. Um, It's like it. they don't actually show parts of it. But like it's there. Like, you know what's happening. Um, I don't know. Even, I don't even know how to explain it. I literally don't know why I'm into this show. I'm going to continue. I finished 
no season two isn't done yet by the way it's still ongoing so i'm watching week by week by the way oh like, my god I, i'm i'm that into it like i'm just like whatever <laughs> like uh, i'm here much. now but this like is- i the funniest part to me is not even like watching the episodes it's like reading people's reactions to the episode in the app that i use yeah, people are fucked. <laughs> I would ne- if I watched this, I would never look up anything for it online. I would never read comments or reactions to any episode because you people like again, look at what happened to Zootopia. I'm sure this yeah. only exists yeah. because already it sounds like it's just Zootopia fan fiction from yeah. somebody that was like, "Oh, I'm horny with these fucking furry animals." Yeah, and, and, and I don't so even- I don't want to see more versions of that, but and I think I, this like I think this came out like very recently like n- like the show obviously came out recently like it's like the last two years but like I think the the actual manga itself that was like drawn or whatever started like maybe two three years ago. It was probably someone's fucking Zootopia webtoon. Yeah. They were like, oh, it can't be a fox. They're like, okay, we'll make it a wolf. Also, hear me out. We need to bring shame back <laughs> because there's just. It- the, and maybe, like, you're the, telling the me maybe. it's underaged animals but then i don't know that they're underage i think they might be like older like it feels like a high school but it, they sound older maybe it's university that, let's see if i can it could be university i don't know because like the world is a little bit different and they haven't really explained anything yet so like <laughs> oh yeah they're they're all 18 eight, 17 18 so high school senior year yeah but anyway it's it's such a bizarre story because like I'm watching it and like parts of it I'm just like I'm <laughs> I'm entertained like there's like mafias there's like animal mafias there's like the lion mafia and like it's just Zootopia it's just chaos no it's Arthur it's Arthur it's, 18 it's plus Ar- was there I'm sorry was there a mafia in Arthur <laughs> yeah and I can't stop myself from watching it <laughs> I'm like Steph with uh, Sarah J. Mass. I just, I can't, I can't. This show has got me hooked. All, all I can say is whoever told me to watch this show, I hate you and... And good night. And also thank you, apparently. I, and thank you, I guess. Like, this is who I am now. Not big for you. I'm sorry. I'm so sad about it, but I still enjoy it. It's happy and sad at I, the same time. I promise, guys, I am not a furry. <laughs> This is literally, is this not the same journey we watched I Read with Cindy take, okay? Mm -hmm. Because it starts with bringing up something that is clearly furry related and then saying that you're not. And then what's going to happen is we're going to have 20 more episodes and in a couple of them you're going to sprinkle in more furry little facts, little hints about furriness. And then by the time we get to that 20th episode, you're just going to be out here openly saying it, acknowledging it, admitting it. Someone's going to write furry fan fiction about you. Uh, It's, this this is the road you're now let, you're on. And I don't know that there's any coming off of it. Oh, God. <laughs> it's wild that it's on Netflix. Right? This is what I thought. I was like, mm, Netflix, what are, you, what are you doing over here? And then I was like, this is crazy. <laughs> Somebody fix this. And then Sign I was like, no, nah, I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> All right. Oh. What's your devolution? Devolution? Oh. All right. Well, I mean, I've been topped already at this point <laughs> of like, I didn't devolve into furry anime. Uh, I can feel myself being like 15 years old in my room, in my house, though, um, from both one. And I've talked about this before. And it ended up in an episode. The sheer amount of fan fiction that's entered my life again, where I had not been a regular reader for years. 
And then now that I'm home all the time, it's like I could read a book or I could read this 300,000 word uh, fan fiction. And why don't I do that instead for some reason? But what though? It doesn't matter. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Now we got to know. Uh, so bring shame back. Uh, <laughs> you can't be. You can't come be. Come on. Come on. We, we put ourselves out there. <laughs> I, like I said, I fully admitted the magicians started. Oh, I yeah. think that I, or the de-evolution de- was happening prior to that. But the magicians was really the start of it. A friend of mine watching Shadow Hunters drove it further because then I was reminded of my past self that watched Shadowhunters and then had to rewatch it again. And now I've completed, I know when you say completed, there's one layer left for me to devolve to. Currently, I am at the stage where because we talked about Gilmore Girls, I am now rewatching Gilmore Girls. And that is absolutely a devolution to the point where I can actively remember the exact moment in life I was when certain episodes happened because I watched Gilmore Girls when it was an event it was like oh you have to be home at Wednesday at 8 p.m Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. watch it like I remember like oh I remember what that Wednesday was oh it's a dance episode it's the episode Rory and Dean break up like things I have no business remembering because Mm -hmm. it's just like I'm taking back to a moment of time and it's infuriating mm-hmm. because I watched Gilmore Girls. I had, when I first came out, I had feelings about it. And I was 16 years old, so I loved it. And I continued to love it for most of my life until A Year in the Life came out. I rewatched it and I was like, oh, wow, I hate a lot of these people. I feel like A Year in a Life is when you really started to realize how terrible and trash some of them were because they were just sort of living nostalgically in our brains up until then. And then A Year in the Life was an excuse to watch it. And you were like, oh, as an adult, I hate all of you. And what's happened now is a few years after here in life, rewatching it now, being closer in age to Lorelai oh, when shit. the show was initially on. Yeah, that's right. it. FYI. Uh, Nat, <laughs> you are the same age that Lorelai was when the show started. Woo. Um, wow. I, I thought that would never happen in my personal life. I'm like pretty close to you. <laughs> yeah, you are. You only got three more years. Ooh. And what you can mean? have your I'm... own 16-year-old kid. I could. I could. <laughs> So all that, and I've gone back to the feelings I had at the beginning. Like some things have changed. Some people I still, I'm like, oh, I like you less, but I love this show way more the way that I did in a kid than I did when I rewatched a couple years ago. Wow, I'm, I'm back. shocked by that. Like I said, I was watching the Dean seasons and I was like, he's not that, he's not as bad as we say that he is. And then he got worse. Like I, like yeah. I, what really mm-hmm. happened too, I think is because Gilmore Girls was on live you there were so many years in between seasons that when someone was shitty you forget the good things because you're just seeing them now but binging it is a totally different experience dean absolutely deserves the hate because when they go back and they have a relationship again he's cheating on his wife at that point dean's the worst but like while they're dating aside from a couple of hiccups dean's 16 he was a 16 year old boy like at this point i'm like he's a child why are we so mean to him (laughs) And now, watching Lorelai, I'm like, first of all, we're almost the same age. She is just doing her best, all right? (laughs) And Emily should have gotten struck. Emily should have been smacked during so many times of the show. And I know that by the time I finish the end of this rewatch, I'm going to be back around on Emily. Because I remember that she does stuff and you come back around and you love her. But oh my God, this woman, if she yells at her daughter one more time, I will find a way to jump through this TV and kill her myself. The whole time I'm like enraged. I'm like, you're a grown woman. What are you doing? So I am 
devolving quickly. The only stage left in this de-evolution is if I watch the OC, then I will truly have regressed completely. Ooh, we could do a group Sam- watch. Oh, I've never know. seen it, by the way. So like, I'm going to fall in love with Adam Brody again. I don't know if I can handle that. So this is the problem. He's in Gilmore Girls and it's he, he left to go do the OC. Mm-hmm. And I'm so sad about that because I think Lane's storyline story would have also been better if he had stayed. Because, oh my god, Lane and the fucking guy she ends up with, Zach, ugh, I'm disgusted. Disgusted. I hate him. Lane, like, legitimately, I'm like, she would have left that town. Yeah. Like, she would would never have stayed. She was robbed. She was robbed of her future. Season five is really where the robbing starts. She's got some good stuff in there, but season five is where the robbing starts. And I know that season seven is when it's the most egregious. Because season, season seven, I believe, is when she ends up having the kids after yeah. her one time having sex ever. And it was terrible. Mm-hmm. So, like, how dare this show? And I'm yeah. so mad because I put it on as a background show for while I was working. Seven seasons, 22 episodes, one hour. Great. This will last me some time. This will be perfect. I'm watching it outside of work because I keep getting distracted by things that are going on that I'm interested in because I want Luke and Lorelai together and I can't believe they had her break up with him in the last season and end up with Christopher for that season and like what the fuck was going on? You bring in writers that don't watch the show. That's what happens. Like I, this is the thing. I think writers need to calm down. I think that they are overestimating how much people actually want multiple pieces of drama going on. We can just take one drama. We can just have one drama plot. Like we don't need everyone to have a bad relationship story in a single season. Like you can, you can take your time. Like same thing with Grey's Anatomy. I don't need every single doctor to die. One can die. That's fine. (laughs) I don't don't need them all done. (laughs) We don't need that much drama. Why are you trying to one up it? I am fine. I'm still recovering from the last one. Grey's Anatomy has been so long, has been on so long that the doctors are dying because they're just aging. But also, how do how else do you get rid of a terrible human being that you learn is a shit person in real life that you have to kill them off in your show? That's the only way you can do it. I.e., you can just write them off the show. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, you really like don't. It's need not to that creative. <laughs> no, but they want like a permanent. Like this guy can never come back. I love. I love that in a. They in just a, like don't. They just don't hire them. <laughs> Imagine the being t- blacklisted from a Shonda Rhyme show. Like, who? How? Why? How terrible? How literally terrible would that be? You just have to be Catherine Heigl. Well, Isaiah Washington was, like, completely blacklisted. Like, he hasn't been in anything. He's since. on the 100 on the CW, but we would know really? how that turned out. Mm-hmm. Wow. <sighs> it's what it is. This is where we're at now. This is... I don't want to watch anything new. I haven't read anything new. Maybe maybe this isn't really a devolution. Maybe what we're doing is we're reclaiming joy. <laughs> and this is how I it mean- starts. <laughs> Because and t- there's, like, we've talked about this before. It's that, like, calming thing. Like, you know what's going to happen. Except I'm angry all the time at the show. But there are moments when I feel joy. Because as mentioned, but, I love Rory Yeah, and like, you're feeling something. And that's what's important. I definitely feel something when I'm watching the show. It's not what you think it is. It's perfectly normal. Uh, you it- I'm concerned about. <laughs> you, I took wrong i'm concerned about steph too with sarah j mass but we always knew this was gonna happen because she asked us should i read the new book and we said no but you're going to anyway and then I she knew did. I, was. <laughs> I think okay like this is like not too off track but like i think what <laughs> drives me a little to this show is that 
it feels like I'm going crazy while watching it, but I am comforted knowing that I'm not crazy. Like, like, like there's literally like a whole episode where like a chicken is concerned her eggs don't taste good when the wolf is eating her eggs. He doesn't know he's eating her eggs in his like egg salad sandwich. And so she's work- is this? Like- I don't know, but it's like, it's bizarre. Like the whole thing is bizarre. It feels like so uncanny. And as I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. I can relate. You, you can relate? What do you mean you can relate? I don't know. My mind has gone crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, same. I'm so concerned for you. I'm I'll concerned for all of us. It's just that we're all <laughs> falling to pieces. Maybe when I here's going back to your like we're reclaiming joy. Maybe it's that we're like cocooning, mm. like in stasis. Like mm. this is how we protect ourselves. <laughs> I don't know from maybe. the world. I needed a reason why I'm so invested in Gilmore Girls again. This is my fourth, fifth time seeing the show. So if we emerge from this cocoon, are we going to be better for it or worse? I think worse. <laughs> you especially. Like the world's just going to be a terrible place when we get out of here. Is it not already? <laughs> I mean, how many times, ta- like all I see is people rewatching Vampire Diaries constantly, all the time. Like, what does that mean? Is it go- true. Does that mean we're going to get a revival of all the stuff we've loved and that we chose to rewatch during these fucking two they're years of our life. Already doing it because they're what they're reviving Gossip Girl, Gilmore Girls 2.0. Well, they what did, people were saying that's what Ginny and Georgia was or something. Oh, what are they redoing? At, oh, fucking Criminal Minds. They're talking about a revival for Criminal Minds. Criminal Minds ended three years ago. They're making the Time Traveler's Wife TV show. What? Who you know what it that? is? You know what it is? I think we're just like we're all ingesting way too much because we're so freaking bored and there's nothing else to do. And they're like, we can put anything out there. And instead of going and getting new ideas or hiring people that actually have ideas, they're just like, nah, we're gonna bring back old shit and re like re what does it go? Re- make more money on the same Remake. shit over oh, and over and over again. Even if we weren't in the pandemic, we'd be seeing this happen as well. This is bullshit. Because they were doing it beforehand. Give me something new. Give me something less horny. <laughs> well, I was reading something and it's like, th- there's so many revivals. I think this is Demois, if we're being honest. But it was like, the only way you're going to get funding is if you can prove that it would be successful. And the only way to do that is be like, it's a remake of this successful show. And I'm like, I don't get, I don't want it. I don't need it. Yeah. Also, whoever is listening and made a bet that Steph would mention Demois once during this episode, take a drink. Mm-hmm. You get a you get a shot, but also but also I'd like to add Bridgerton. That was a new thing that came out was wildly mm-hmm. successful. I'm assuming Shadow and Bone that's coming out in next April. month is going to be just as successful. And guess what? They're new things. So expand your I mean, horizons. See, listen, there is new stuff coming out. It's yeah. just drowned by how much remake shit is coming out. But then also, like, this is where Emily in Paris getting those fucking Golden Globes nominations really comes in. I don't think I can support a hate watch anymore. Fucking mm-hmm. Fate, the Winx saga or whatever, is getting a second season. And I Was didn't even good? hate watch that one. No. Do not watch <laughs> like, it. It was terrible. Like, it, like, I thought it was just going to be okay and I was going to be fine but by the end I was like you're literally trying to offend me now like you're actually (laughs) physically going out of your way and you're like you know what I want to do I'm going to piss off every single person and so it's just like the hate watch is ruined now because I can't be sure that you're going to take all those hate watch things and count them towards giving it another season the cure for (laughs) depression is this podcast 
Yeah, do you feel better? I'm so tired and I'm so ready for us to be finished recording, but this is the happiest I've been all week. <laughs> yeah, I agree. This is how we reclaim our joy for reals. What are you going to do after Gilmore Girls? You're just going to, are you going to watch A Year in the Life again? Okay, that's what I haven't decided yet because that, I, I rarely do I think an addition to something ruins the original thing because you simply don't need to acknowledge the new version, right? Like if you don't like a cover of a song, the original song isn't ruined. I kind of feel like A Year in the Life a little bit ruined the original. Yeah, so it did. I don't know. Um, I've never rewatched it. It was one of those things where, like, I get that Amy Sherman-Palladino really wanted to make her version of season seven, but your characters are fucking 10 years older. Why are they in the exact same position they were in when your show ended? Like, you're going to tell me nobody changed in seven years? Luke and Lorelai stayed broken up for seven years? I don't understand. People are yelling upstairs, so we got we to gotta wrap it up. That's perfect <laughs> because I'm ready to be up. done. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Everyone and Their Sister. We promise we'll be back next week with an actual fucking theme and not whatever the hell this was. Chaos, uh, we will word. be <laughs> we will be talking about our reactions to what ends up happening at the Golden Globes. So we are currently recording this two days before the Globes. Uh, those uh, the audacity of the nominations in general were something, but we're gonna come back with our episode where we react to the audacity of what actually ends up winning. Because if Emily in Paris, win like not just nominated wins. The world will end. Simply, everything will end. Uh, so we'll be back with that next week. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Christina. Why am I saying that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Bye. Good job. I, I remember what I forgot to add in. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Eatscast to let us know what is some of the fucked up shit you've been doing in February. How are you devolving? Because I know we're not the only ones. I see Twitter. I see how everyone else in the world is devolving. Mm-hmm. We won't We won't kink shame you. Christina might. <laughs> I, you know I won't. And I will in my mind. And on that note, once again, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Eadscast, or you can leave us a voice message on Anchor. The link will be in our bio on Twitter and Instagram for you to leave that. Let um, Steph know if you'll subscribe to her OnlyFans. Yeah. Yes. Would you, is there a market for it? Let me know. We're about to get a bunch of creepy fucking responses to that. It's the men that, what, that listen to us. The 50% <laughs> men somehow, even though we know it's definitely not. No. Thank you guys so much for listening. Bye. Bye. Hello, uh, everyone and their sister. This is Ardo. I am the co-host of Put a Blurb on It and a stan of this podcast. Um, I am, you know, recording my thoughts here because I had recently listened to your episode of Are You Not Entertained um, about grievances. And so I have a grievance. And my grievance is the slander against the man from UNCLE. Um, I love that movie. I think that movie is fantastic. And uh, to just have an inception type of a grievance or grievance situation here, my grievance with that movie is the fact that the whole thing with Army Hammer coming out, uh, not just the alleged cannibalism, but also just the abuse allegations. And I'm mad that he's ruined any future prospects for this top tier movie. Yeah. So uh, how dare you? (laughs) Bye, guys. Ardo wanted to make sure that we knew that the man from Uncle is actually top tier cinema, and I think I'm even the one that that complained about it and said it wasn't. Uh, I'd like you to know you're correct. I 
have watched it several times and I agree with you. It's just that it's Army Hammer and he's not good. <laughs> like Army Hammer and Henry Cavill, they're not good in it, but I can't pretend I don't Sorry, enjoy those, things that happen in it. Those two are leading men in a in the in a movie together. Yeah, the, it's hilarious. Those two who the can't two, carry a film. Yeah. <laughs> That was one of the biggest complaints people had about it is like who, but I think the thing is that the lead character is there's a female character in it and she's Army Hammer's love interest, uh, which just, you, how do you even say that now? (laughs) Um, she really is the lead character, but they spend a lot of time on the other two because in the original, the other two are the lead characters, but Henry and Army can't really carry that movie. So she's the one with the most personality. And like Henry Cavill's character is kind of like a Matt Bomber in white collar-esque kind of character, which I think Uh. really carries the movie because the concept of that is excellent. But it's not like... But he's not Matt Bomber. But he's not Matt Bomber. But here's the thing. It's still a good movie. Like, I agree with her. I've watched it so many times. Should I watch this movie? I have never seen it. (laughs) I remember seeing it in theaters, but I was like, I'm not going to watch this. I think the first time I watched it was streamed. I don't think, oh, did I go to the theaters to see it? I might have. It's a, it's a spy movie. I might have. Yeah. I just like, I, I remember comedy, then, I, I definitely saw Army. I think that was like my first intro to Army Hammer, possibly. And I was like, who is this guy? I don't care. I think that was the second or third attempt to make him like a blockbuster star or something around there. And it was definitely his first one where he was a lead, like an active lead. And he was sharing it with two other people. Yeah. Um, like it was, that was before Social Network, right? I, no, was I that after? So. That was after. after. It was after. Okay. Yeah, for okay, sure. Okay. So it wasn't my second intro. And I was like, yeah, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, but at the same time. I, I honestly, I'm like, if you're going to watch an Army Hammer movie at this point in time, make sure it's Man From U.N.C.L.E. Because the rest of the movie doesn't deserve for you to not watch it because of what's going on. Mm-hmm. Common By Your Name, though, overrated. Stop watching it, people. 